Red Rose Radio, it's Steve Wilson with you between now and five o'clock. Now, any youngster who has a passion for football tends to have a dream of playing football at the highest level. For many, it is just that, a dream. For others, um, they may progress to academy level, but it's the lucky few that actually make their dream a reality. My guest this afternoon is one of the lucky few. In fact, for him, reaching his goal was an even bigger success as he became a professional goalkeeper in the German Bundesliga. Let's welcome to the programme Elvis Eckhart. Good afternoon. Hi, Steve. You okay? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well. (laughs) Very good. All good. Elvis, let's start at the beginning. As a child, um, your interest in football, was, was it a big thing in your life? Yeah, it was massive. I grew up in, in, in East Germany uh, before Germany was actually reunited. I was born in 1987. So you had East Germany, West Germany. And uh, the first couple of years, I grew up basically in the, in the setting of, the, of, of East Germany before it got reunited. And after the reunification, we kind of got into a situation where a lot of infrastructure projects came to East Germany and uh, there, were, there, were, there were things built, uh, there, were, there were stadiums built, there were football courts built, even though in the villages. And uh, I was in one of those villages where, where they built a new grass pitch. Before that, everything was like red earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And you can imagine that it wasn't that fun. But uh, every day after school, I kind of grabbed my friends, knocked on their door and said, like, come on, let's play football. And that was my, that was my youth. Every day after school, jumping about on the, on the pitch, playing football, watching watching football on the television. Germany won the World Cup in 1990. So that was a good thing for for East Germany as well because yeah. it was the first World Cup where kind of both countries played together. Yeah. It was massive. Uh, there were so many so many young players signed up. And uh, I was one of them. I when, when I was four in 1991, uh, I already played like in, in, the, in the... In Germany, we call it Bambinis. It's like the lowest the lowest and youngest who play. Up from then, every day, going out, playing football. And it was my life. Football was my life. I loved watching it. I loved playing it. And uh, uh, my dad used to play pretty much professional as well in East Germany. He played in the second division back then. Uh, wow. up, up before, before he had to go to the military service back then. He just like indoctrinated it to me. Uh, if you have my genes, if you have your granddad's genes, yeah. play football. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, way forward. And why the passion to be a goalkeeper? What was the interest in the goalkeeper role? I was the fattest kid when I was little, <laughs> and uh, back yeah. then there was like, all right, uh, you can't run, go and goal. But I grew, I grew it out. To be honest with you, the older I got, the the, the, the taller I grew. I'm six foot three now. It, it just stuck with me. I absolutely loved it. Back then, I was like a huge fan of, of Andreas Köpke. Every time we went on after school onto the playgrounds, you know, you play the games and your with your friends and. One was commentator, two kids were shooting at you, you were saving the balls, and yeah. it's just, yeah, <laughs> just stuck. So in the, in the UK, I mean, as, as the kids grow up and, and they progress, they, they tend to get noticed by a scout who's representing a club. Is, is it the same situation in Germany? Yeah, it, it pretty much is. How it, how it works in Germany uh, is, uh, you have to imagine, we are a very, very big country, we're bigger than the UK, we have yeah. about 80 million people living there, and 2 million of them are registered football players. And on top of that, we have about 187,000 female players who are actually registered in clubs. So you're looking at one fortieth of your whole population is registered in football clubs. So to make it in Germany is probably similar hard than, than it is in the UK, but uh, 
the system is basically that you, you start with your, in your youth, youth academies or in the youth, youth teams. If you make it to county level, you, you usually get picked up. And uh, with me, that was pretty late. Uh, I used to play for a village team, like I mentioned before. And uh, when I was 15, I was playing for the under-19s already. And that under-90s team of the village I played for back then was was amazing. The, everybody knew each other, and we actually made it to the to the third highest division in youth football in Germany. Wow! So with being a 15-year-old playing with 19-year-olds, uh, I was picked up basically after day three of the of the league. From the 12 teams which were in League 11 wanted to sign me, apart from the one I was already playing. And uh, my dad was like, you're 15, uh, you have to finish school. So I finished my my school that year. And uh, at the back end of 15, I kind of signed for a youth academy team of a second division club, which is called FC Erzgebirge Aue. They are, today they are playing in the third Bundesliga in Germany, which is the third professional league. Yeah. But back then there were... They were just promoted to the second division. And it was only about 20 miles away from where I lived. So the choice was, are you going to go to school, to your, to your high school close to home, or move there? So I decided if I do it, I do it proper. So I moved with 15 out from home, out of home, never moved back <laughs> until then, until now. Moved into the youth academy. So I was, was going to school until 12 o'clock at lunchtime, went back. Play, had training with the, with the, with the team, went back to school, came back in the afternoon, and then there was a thing called talent training. It was like the 20, 25 best under 15s to under 19s. They were training with the first team coach. They went to see who has the talent to actually make it uh, into the second division. And I was one of them from 15, really living away from home, uh, uh, training every day. On the weekends, we were traveling all over the north of Germany to play the games. Saw my parents maybe throughout the year about 10, 10 15 times tops. And uh, it made me very independent, uh, living on your own dustbed, I suppose, as well. And then obviously you had, you had the training you had to, you had to do as well. And uh, yeah, never looked back really. Wow. It was, it was a good that, time. That's a big step for a 15-year-old, isn't it? And talk to me about the, the level of football. When, when you made that move from the football that you'd been involved with before, and this is a goalkeeper, right? So the opportunities from a goalkeeper are far more limited, aren't they, than, a, than an out, outfield player? I mean, there, there must have been a good standard that people were seeing in you to, to, to take you to that level as a goalkeeper. Yeah, back then I was... Uh Oliver, uh, you know uh, Manuel Neuer, uh, the likes of him. Uh, I was I was named as a, as a, as one of the talents of that time as well. So so I I made it to county level when I was 15 straight away. So I played for my county. Germany has has 16 of them, and uh, we worked very very early with a sports sports psychologist. So they wanted to basically indoctrinate into you that you are better than most of the rest of the world. Yeah. Fascinating story. Listen, I want to talk about your time in the Bundesliga, but just let's take a quick break. We'll play a bit of music and we'll come back to you and talk about how you progressed into professional football. Saturday afternoon, it's uh, Red Rose Radio. Good afternoon to you if you have just uh, joined us this afternoon. Uh, we're talking to Elvis Eckhart. Uh, you may have heard the name. He's, he's one of our uh, supporters here on Red Rose Radio. Uh, but he also played football in the German Bundesliga. And we're about to get involved now in how he got into being a professional footballer. So, Elvis, how old were you when you first got recognised and got picked up by a professional team? 
well, I was I was recognized when I was fifteen, uh, playing playing youth football for my village and uh, doing that for an under nineteen team playing in the third division. And I was picked up then by Erzgebirge Aue, as I mentioned before, uh, and went into a youth academy. Played for them until I was uh, eighteen, until or nineteen really, and uh, was one of the one of the contracted players from being fifteen. So I had a professional contract from being fifteen. But uh, I suppose you, w- you wouldn't be able to call it a professional contract because of the, the standards at the moment in football. But I was, I was being paid uh, up to an, uh, an amount they were allowed to play youth yeah, football. Yeah. Uh, I suppose in this country, you're the same. You can't, you can't start paying your 15, 16-year-old stupid money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and for, for a young lad then that's, that's, that's walking onto this big stage, and, and, and you know, for a young, young lad... You've almost achieved your dream, and and you're playing in front of a crowd. What what does that feel like? What sort of pressures do you feel? Well, when I was playing for the, for the, for my youth academy and for the county, I think the the biggest crowd I've ever played for was like in a cup game when we made it to the final, which was about fifteen hundred people. So that's that's not that much. But uh, once once you got training with the first division team, and I, I, like I said, I trained with them from being sixteen, really. Uh, and then when I kind of grew out of youth academy when I was 18 and yeah. signed my first professional contract, uh, I didn't play that many games for the first team, to be honest, before I, before I moved to Cyprus. So I, I played, I played two games for, for the first team before I was picked up kind of from, from a Cypriot team. Right. Uh, but playing these two games, uh, one of them was a cup game against, uh, against Berlin where we had like 25,000 people. It, it was something else. Uh, it, it makes you it makes you appreciate the hard times you had getting there. Yeah, and uh, and it makes it worthwhile. I'm sure it, it makes it absolutely. It makes it worthwhile. Uh, I can remember I nearly nearly peed my pants before <laughs> the game because I was so excited. Uh, yeah. I'm not afraid. I was just excited yeah, to, yeah. To, to to go out there and thought like, oh, these last thirteen, fourteen years in youth football. Uh, and now I'm playing against men. Uh, let's see how that goes. And uh, it's different because your body, when you're 18, 19, is not the same as when you're 25, 27. Yeah. Uh, you still have kind of in that, in that, not child body, but like that, that, that growing up adult body and uh, your muscles need to grow a little bit, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was quite pretty, pretty thin and lanky and uh, just really uh, not, not, not very muscly. Uh, but I made it through the two games, didn't make a mistake. The cup game we lost and uh, in the league we drew. Uh, and then the, the first team goalkeeper came back after an injury. Uh, but it was amazing. It was like uh, playing for the youth academy and then playing for the, for the professional team. Uh, even though I knew all of them because I trained with them for so long. It was amazing. It was, uh, nobody can take that away from you. And you mentioned yeah, you, you got signed by a Cypriot team. How did that happen? Well, in 2007, uh, when my professional contract ran out with our, uh, they, they didn't renew it because they thought like, I, I need to put some muscle on and uh, they didn't see that. I signed for a fourth division club in Germany, which is still, uh, I suppose you would call it semi-professional, even though you're getting paid quite good. And I had an amazing season there on the fourth division. Uh, we nearly got relegated, but because our defense was so terrible, I had to save a lot of shots. <laughs> and... Uh, which was amazing for me. Not so great, obviously, in the end, but we, we, we didn't get relegated. We, we actually made it. A Cypriot scout was there 
for one of the games we played against Carl Siena, which was then a second division team, but we played against their second team. He was actually there to scout somebody else and he seen me. So the next day he got in touch got in touch with me directly and said, like, look, I'm a scout for Apo Kinyuras Paya. It's a team in Cyprus. They are just about to promote to the first division in Cyprus and uh, we are looking for a third goalkeeper. Would you be interested as you're very young and uh, we can we can mold you into yeah. uh, into shape? Yeah. So I was like, Yeah, why not? In twenty nine pay my flight and I'll come for trial. So long story short, two days after he sent me these flight tickets, I jump into the plane with my mother. <laughs> Supposed to have like a 14 day trial after day two, they put a contract in front of me. Wow. So like year three, three years, wow. first year you earn that, second year it goes up to that, third year it goes up to that. You get these, that amount of money for one point, that amount of money for win, that amount of money if we win the cup, that amount of money if we win the league, blah, blah. And uh, yeah, all right. I didn't have a I didn't have an agent, so I just oh yes, it looks good, let's do it. <laughs> and I was like I was at that point in time with fourth division, I thought like I was given up by my first or by my second division team. My career probably doesn't go anywhere. And I thought like, let's take this chance. It's a different country, it's a different language. I was proper excited. So I flew back uh, for about two weeks, packed two suitcases, flew back and went into preseason. Yeah, that was, that was brilliant. I, I mean, even though I played first division there, I, I made about seven games in the, in the three years I was there. I played five league games, two, two cup games. We won the cup. Uh, we, we went into the UEFA cup the second year where we played against Rapid Vienna. And, uh, it was just an amazing experience. I was a professional player, probably on as much money, I suppose, as you would probably. League Two or, or even the national division here. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I was playing first division. It was televised. Uh, it was shown on Sky in Cyprus. It was shown on different channels. Uh, it was just a really, really, really good time. <laughs> Living the dream, you might say, Elvis. Yes, it was. Uh, without saving up so much money in the end because the, the team in the third year went bankrupt and uh, wasn't able to pay our wages and the way we played more or less for the, for the third year for free. Uh, but it was also one of these experiences which, which, which helped me yeah, grow my personality, I suppose, as well. <laughs> but also, did your career come to an end because of an injury? Yeah. Uh, in, in my last year, I, I just literally did a, did a weird movement in, in goalkeeper training and uh, done my cruciate ligament. And the, the rupture was that massive that it kind of, ruptured everything around the crucial ligament mm. so the meniscus was gone the outside meniscus inner meniscus and it was kind of a proper total damage I suppose of, of the knee I came back after about six months uh, was then transferred to a second division team in Cyprus where I played most of the games for the whole season uh, we nearly promoted back to the first division but I kind of lost interest in professional football then because I was training every day uh, but my knee was always swelling up yeah. there was always water running in and I was just in pain it wasn't something that was sustainable so it was a career ending injury really then wasn't it for you yeah it was definitely uh, after after I came I came I after I, I finished my, my professional football career uh, over the, the years coming really uh, I got in touch with the German beach soccer national team and uh, I played played about 30 games for the national oh, team really? of the, of beach soccer in Germany, wow. played against Brazil, against Italy, and uh, all the big teams. Uh, and that, that kind of helped my knee strengthen out. Uh, yeah. But again, after, after about 
I think six, seven seasons. Play, I played for big teams. So I played for for Wuppertal SV in Germany. I played for Swiss teams. I played for Italian teams. For Lazio, I played played in Spain and uh, played for loads of teams over the course of the years. And uh, was a lot of fun. And I never lost interest in football. So you became uh, a real all-round European player, really, then, didn't you? Yeah, I played for Portsmouth Beach Soccer Club as well, which is what, which is the the, the the beach soccer team of the of, of Portsmouth FC. Played for them twice, in, uh, two seasons in the Champions League, and it was good times as well. Uh, really enjoyed getting around Europe, playing on on on, on the beach. <laughs> so, so you have a life playing on the beach. You're touring Europe. So here's the question: How did you end up in Lancashire? Oh my God! Don't even ask. Uh, <laughs> that's that, that, that's a story and a half, to be honest with you. Uh, in 2010, after my knee basically was gone, uh, I, me and my wife, which I met in Cyprus, we were a bit of a crossroads. Uh, stay in Cyprus where pay is pretty little or do a career somewhere else. So I, uh, I decided let's go to London and, uh, give the big city a yeah, try. Yeah. And because I'm, I am German by nature, I'll probably listen or hear it by the, by the accent. It's pretty dodgy. Uh, <laughs> I, I I applied to to a recruitment agency because I was like oh HR recruitment sounds pretty fun. Uh, didn't really know what it was back then, but uh, nearly all big agencies in London wanted to sign me on because they were looking for German speakers yeah. because Germany back then was was a massive market yeah, for them. Yeah. Then they kind of just put me like in into this training room with the with the biggest sales expert they had, the person who built most. Uh, I was there with like lots of like Oxford and Cambridge. Uh, wannabes and uh they just said listen to the guy after six days we give you a phone and we want you to sell so I was like, oh all right i'll listen and uh after six seven days i just like did, did that just like picked pick the phone up and just kind of put the things i learned in these five days uh into action long story short after one year i was was big biller uh for the european desk made most money for the company and they asked me if i uh, would be interested in in helping another uh, senior person to open up a GmbH, which is like the limited company yeah. probably yeah. Uh, for them in Germany, because they would love to go back, go to Germany and open an office there. So I was like, oh, I'm German, uh, had like two really good years in London. Now asked my wife Kate if she would be okay with it, uh, and we moved to Munich. Uh, from there, I I helped the Huntress, the, the company is called Huntress Group. Uh, I helped them. Uh, be successful from day one in the Munich office. And after the first year there, I got headhunted myself from a, from an IT consulting company back then, uh, which, which had about 200 employees and, uh, wanting to establish a recruitment, uh, a recruitment office in Munich, uh, where they can, where we can kind of get the, the employees of the company into projects and, and create a, a freelancer pool. So, so did that for, for another four years until 2017, uh, 2018, and uh, did that very successfully, created for them uh, an annual business of about 35 million uh, euros uh, with 10 clients, which was very, very profitable for them. And in 2018, my daughter, Francesca, was born. And uh, I thought, like, uh, it's great here. I'm a senior manager uh, looking after the Munich office. Uh, I earn really, really good money on really good permission. Uh, but is money everything yeah. you would look, you yeah. need? Uh, and when my daughter was born, from that point, I already kind of quiet quit in my head and uh, had this idea that I have now seven years experience in the market. Uh, so spoke 
to some of my clients and said, look, if I go on my own, would you be intrigued to work with me, even though I don't have any turnover to my name yet? Uh, and about 75% of them said, yeah, we can do that. Some of them couldn't do it because they just, they, they, they weren't allowed yeah, to, yeah, yeah, to work with a company that, that, that can't show any, any turnover. Yeah. Uh, but the other 25% that work with me now after they see that it's successful. Yeah, in 2019, in January, I just like uh, opened up my own, my own company after being on gardening leave for about six months and never looked back. And, and we decided, by Francesca is so young, let's move to the UK. Uh, we're living in Lee, Greater Manchester, home of Lee Leopard. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, just incorporated my company. Uh, was profitable from day one because the clients I had back then at my old company worked worked straight away with me. And uh, yeah, company was incorporated in Preston, where I have an office as well. And never really look back. And what a wonderful story, and 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 so lucky, really. Well, no, it's I think it's a testament to your personality that you've you've been able to find life after football. Uh, and being very successful at it, and and, and and lovely, and thanks for sharing your story with us. It's uh, it, it's really interesting. Yeah, happily, I hope people didn't get bored. Oh, I mean, plenty <laughs> to listen to. Waffling. Plenty to listen to. <laughs> Elvis, thanks very much indeed. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, thanks for asking. <laughs>